Psalm 14. Psalm 14. This is another short little psalm. We'll say a little prayer and then we'll jump right in. Father God, we come to you now and I thank you for these few words we're going to look at tonight. And I pray that you would uh, speak to us through your word. I pray that you'd speak through me, dear Lord, as I preach. I pray that the Holy Spirit would be with us. I thank you for a good day today. I thank you for a good night. I thank you for this group that come for this meeting. And I pray that as we get ready for services now, that things of the world will be off of our mind and we'll be completely focused on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Psalm 14 Verse 1, the fool says in his heart, God does not exist. They are corrupt. They do vile deeds. There is no one who does good. Now, this is a similar language to what we saw back in Psalm 10, the idea that uh, those who are evil, in this case it says those who are foolish, the fool would say that God does not exist. There are uh, plenty of people in our world today who would say uh, that very thing. There are many of people uh, who, which you have probably encountered or may encounter through your lifetime who say there is no such thing as God. That's a, a very foolish thing as we see and we read in the book of, of Romans. We see that the Bible tells us that there is plenty of visible evidence that there is a God. Uh, after all, that's what we learned about in VBS. We see the invisible through what is visible. And so uh, there are those who are foolish who refuse to acknowledge or refuse to admit that there is a God. Uh, and there were many of David's enemies, there were many of, uh, of the people in that, in that day and time who were against God people, God's people. And guess what? They did not believe or trust in God. They rejected God and they were fools. Uh, they were corrupt and they continued to do uh, lots of vile deeds. They were wicked and evil people. Uh, we see these things all throughout Psalms at this point. We've seen these distinctions between uh, the righteous and the evil. And we see that uh, same kind of language, that same theme going through these verses tonight. Verse 2. The Lord looks down from heaven on the human race. Again, uh, we are reminded of where God is and where we are. Uh, we, we know that. Uh, I know I say that a lot, but, but we, we need to remember just how high God is, who God is. Sometimes we want to kind of bring God down a little bit and we want to raise ourselves up a little bit. But we need to remember that God is, is God and he is, he is above us, not just in a, in a physical sense or in a spiritual realm, whatever that may be, but God is above us and, and just the fact that he is God. And so God is looking down on the human race in these in this verse here to see if there is one who is wise, one who seeks God. All have turned away, all alike have become corrupt. There is no one who does good, not even one. Now that's a that's a pretty pretty intense verse. Is, is David just kind of speaking in general that, hey, there's a lot of evil that's around him at this time and that uh, so many people doing evil, there's very few that are righteous that, that maybe he's just uh, not speaking literally when he says there's not even one. Maybe he's just saying there's just more bad people than good. But I believe that uh, what this verse is saying uh, is, is, a, is, is, a, is a hard truth for us to realize and we need to realize, but the truth of it is is that there are none who are righteous. We are all wicked in God's sight because of our sinfulness. We are reminded of this very same phrase in the book of Romans. It, uh, we are reminded that 
there is no one who is righteous, not even one, at least not on our own doing, not because of, of what we have done or been able to do on our own. We are made righteous through Jesus Christ. And when God looks down, what he sees is a bunch of people who are sinners. But praise the Lord, he didn't look down and say, look, I see a bunch of sinners down there, I'm done with them. But on the flip side of that, God saw that we were a bunch of sinners. He saw that, no, we weren't righteous, not even one of us, that we all have given in to sin. But instead of leaving us in that sin, God offered us a way out. God offered us a way so that we could be made righteous through Jesus Christ. Verse 4, Will evildoers never understand? They consume my people as they consume bread. They do not call on the Lord. Now, depending on what translation you read there, it may, it may seem as though David is making that statement or it may seem as though that's the Lord making that statement. I really don't know which is the most accurate in the context, but the point is the same. That is, God's people are being consumed by these enemies. It says, they consume my people as they consume bread. They do not call on the Lord. So these enemies who are doing evil to God's people, who are afflicting them and who are doing evils to them, it's not really anything a major for them. They're consuming them. They're afflicting them just the same way that they would eat, just not thinking anything about it. They were just they were just treating God's people wrong. And in the psalm it says, look, will evildoers never understand? Are they going to continue in their own ways? Are they ever going to realize? Are they ever going to recognize that there is a God, that there is one who maybe they don't realize who exists? Are they ever going to come to a point where the light switch comes on and they realize there is an almighty God? Well, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes we may have seen people in our own life, whether in person or maybe we've read a book or we saw a story about someone who was an atheist, who was living as a fool, who was saying there is no God, God doesn't exist, and something happened. There was something that God revealed to them, something that they saw, whether it was in His Word or whether it was in somebody coming to speak to them, and all of a sudden their eyes were open. And sometimes we do see those who are evildoers. Sometimes we do see those who are, who are wicked and foolish and don't even acknowledge there is a God. Sometimes we do see those come to an understanding of who God is. Verse 5, Then they will be filled with terror, for God is with those who are righteous. Another good reminder that we see here in the psalm, we see, look, God does not like those who do evil. Uh, as my grandma said many times in my life, God don't like ugly. Well, that may not be proper English, or maybe it is proper English, I don't know, but, but it's true nonetheless. God does not like ugly at all. God likes people to be righteous, but we are only made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are reminded in verses like these that the, the wicked will be punished. The evil will be punished. For the Lord is with those who are righteous. Not only are the wicked going to be punished, but God is going to deliver and watch over those who are righteous. We just read a verse that said there is no one who, everybody's evil, there's no one good. But then we turn right around and see that there are some who are righteous. Those who trust in the Lord are those who are righteous. Verse 6, You sinners frustrate the plans of the afflicted, but the Lord is his refuge. Again, a constant reminder that we've seen so many times throughout the Psalms and so many times throughout the Scripture that God is our refuge. And sometimes it's very difficult to run to God in our time of trouble. Even though we know that we should, it's not always. For some of us it may be very easy, but sometimes perhaps... 
it's difficult. Even though we know we need to run to God, sometimes we may find ourselves running to other things or other people for comfort. But this verse reminds us David got it. He knew that in the midst of all the evil, in the midst of everything that was going on, that it was the Lord who he was going to run to and who he was going to seek. Verse 7, Oh, that Israel's deliverance would come from Zion when the Lord restores the fortunes of his people. Jacob will rejoice. Israel will be glad. Again, we're on the same theme of, of this reminder. David is praising the Lord. He is looking forward to that day of deliverance. He is looking forward to that day of restoration. Not so unlike you and I. If we're, if we're in Christ Jesus then there should be some anticipation. There should be some looking forward for us into that day of deliverance. Whether it's deliverance from something that we're going through in this world or whether it's an ultimate deliverance, an ultimate restoration. Because everything on this, in this world is, is corrupted. It's corrupted by sin. Everything we see, everything we touch, everything we do, we face the consequences and suffer the consequences of that sinfulness. We see it in our health. We see it in wars that rage on and all the evils that take place. We are in a corrupt world. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm like David. I want things to be restored. I want things in the twinkling of an eye for, for God to make all things new. And for things to be restored, well, we don't have to worry about this junk anymore. Sure, there's a lot of evil in this world. There's a lot of wicked in this world. But thank the Lord, through Jesus Christ, we can be made righteous. And we can take uh, some hope uh, and incitement in the fact to know that God is with the righteous, that, that He is our refuge, and that one day He will bring a restoration to those who are His. Let's pray. Father God, we come to You and thank You for this uh, good word tonight. And I pray that You would just help it to to go to our heart, dear Lord. I know that sometimes we may like to think a little too highly of ourselves. We may like, not like to think of ourselves as, as wicked, dear Lord. We might like to think that we're better than we are, but the truth is, God, we, we are sinners, and we need to come to that realization if we're not. And God, I pray that you would just convict us, show us in our heart the things that are sinful in our life that we need to change. And God, help us to do that. Help us to, to know that that we're not righteous on our own, but God, that you still want to make us righteous through Jesus Christ. So, God, help, help that to be our focus. Help that to be our hope, dear Lord, that we not trust in our own uh, things that we can do, but that we trust in Jesus Christ and what He has done on our behalf. And that we look forward to the day that restoration will come. That we look forward to the day, God, that sin will be dealt with once and for all. That disease will be gone once and for all. God, so let us long for that day and wait expectantly for the day that you make all things right for those who are in you. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.